Hello and welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio with me, Dave. Alongside me is James. Hi there. Hello, James. How are you feeling, buddy? I am warm. I am ready to rumble. Hello. As you can tell, I've got a lot of energy. The endorphins are running through my brain. And why is that, James? We are out on a annual power walk. I am buzzing with the lovely fresh air in my lungs, the lactic acid burning in my calf muscles. I think it's more the uh, 18 coffees you had before we started, David, because we haven't even you know, started the actual walk yet. You know, we're just at the, uh, the start line. I have just been walking round and round in circles. I've got so much energy, James. Well, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. The, the the fun walk. Yeah, keep it for the fun walk. You know, um, have you explained to the listener what we're doing today? The annual power walk, fun walk, race movement. Well, we should explain to the listeners. We're outside today. Yeah, as you can hear, the rustle, the hustle and bustle of a local town's atmosphere. Oh, God, yeah. It's just really infectious, isn't it? I just really feel part of the community at the moment, James. Yeah. Um, we should explain the annual February fun walk. It's where the town comes together. And walks. Now, you're probably wondering, is it a charity event? I am wondering that, David. And your wonderment would be met with a positive reaction, James. The charity element, we are raising money. People enter the race and they get sponsored. Mm. I myself have been sponsored to the tune of 27 pence. I think Inky Steve gave me a couple of a couple of pounds to uh, really? you know, get on the course, yeah. Wow, two pounds. Two, James, two pounds, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, he also, you know, he uh, inked me the actual number on the uh, chest there, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I thought that was just a very, um, a very... Badly drawn number. Yeah, well, yeah. it is, but it's permanent. Oh, okay, right, you can't peel that off. No, 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 I didn't want it at all. So, yeah, it's a charity race. What happens is we, uh, the sponsorship is collected, and then uh, at the end of the event, all the money comes together, and that money is used for the town to put on next year's Power Walk. So we are raising funds for the Power Walk 2018. You're probably wondering, why do we need to raise funds for next year's event with this current event? I'll tell you why, listener. It's because the town gets trashed. Um, it's what one might describe as a carnage, uh, a pile-up, some call it. Uh, I think mainly the police call it that. And it's mainly to you, David. I don't know if you know the, the town law, the town history, as mm-hmm. much as I do. Uh, I believe it's because the track that the, the, the walkathon takes has not been changed since its first incarnation in 1888. Really? Yes, that's correct. And by law, it cannot change. So it goes past you, it goes across graveyards, it goes across the motorway, you know, through town shops. Uh, I believe at one point it goes through a, um, a cattle field with um, live cattle in it. So it does, yeah, that's always look, a very hairy moment, Yeah, isn't look it? forward to that. That'd be good. Of course, back then there was just a few lanes that people would walk down, but obviously now, as you yeah, say... It's 500 that, people, yeah. Yeah, 500 people going through, you know, a cattle market and through shops and over up drain pipes and things. So, yeah, it's really caused a menace, but the bylaw can't be changed. Salavi, you got to do it, haven't you? Yeah. 
It is what it is, James. Um, the money that we've raised this year, the £2 James has raised, the 27p that I have raised, the money that all the other walkers have raised, that will go towards next year's walk and will pay for all the damage caused by the walk in 2018. Yeah. So when, but by this point, David, obviously, you know, we're still, you know, we're still rebuilding from 2015. So... Yeah, from two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously any damage we do this year will be paid for by the, the charitable donations from 2016. So it kind of goes like that. Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. Unless yeah. I unless I get bored and you start smashing stuff up with a hammer. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can smash at least two pounds worth of stuff. And oh, you can absolutely, feel absolutely, yeah. what up to, should I say, two pounds worth of damage you can make. And then you can feel absolutely clean about that. You yeah, have a clear conscience. It's kind of turning into a purge situation at this point, you know? Pretty Crimes much. Crimes are being committed under the, the guise of fun. Yeah. And of course, the other major problem, David, is mm -hmm. the um, the fact that the town, because of just, you know, infighting and bickering with each other, have, have placed every celebratory day and national holiday on this day, just so it gets out of the way and there's no, you know, there's no fighting about what goes on when. So, you know, Christmas, everyone's birthday, happy birthday, um, Easter. The, the walkathon, the the town carnival, you know, it's all going on today. It's a very busy day. Yeah, so, you know, lots of people all doing different things, getting in each other's way, but, you know, that's what we love about this town. We obviously thought that it'd be more fun to do a charity sort of power walk than we did, you know, engage in birthdays or yeah. Christmas, because obviously you don't have to buy anyone a yeah. present during a power walk. Yeah, well, we're walking through that lake later, so that's, you know, most of the christenings will be happening then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be walking through that bakery, so a lot of the cremations will be going on in the uh, bread ovens. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you got to be quick, though, you know. Oh, yeah, really quick. Because yeah. uh, the Chelsea buns are also cooking, so, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'll have one of them on the way through. Oh, yeah. Just wipe off the ash. Yeah. A little bit of history for you there, listeners, about the power walk. Um, and I've got to say, I am pretty excited. I have been power walking round and round and round in a circle, wearing the soles of my shoes thin, James. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, you did have that, um, I think it was 15 by the time you, you finished, 15 cups of coffee earlier. So you're, yeah. you're, 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 your energy levels must be spiking. Yeah, there is a lot of caffeine flowing through uh, all of my organs. I thought this might happen, David. So what, what I did, listener, is um, I pre-planned for the first time in many years. This is, not, this is something we don't usually do for a show. We don't pre-plan. So um, I made some protein shake. Really? So that we don't crash later on and, you know, collapse on the floor, get trampled to death by whatever's happening. Right. Um, just, you know, mix up uh, protein. This is your protein shake. I haven't got any protein shakes. So this is straight out of your collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, put it in your bag. Oh, thank you very much. That's very good. I think I can feel it jiggling around, actually. Yeah, yeah. That, well, yeah. Sort of sloshing about in there? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, okay. So what, did you make with uh, milk or water? Well, it was at, uh, it was at the station before we left. Mm -hmm. um, just went into the kitchen, got the protein powder. Um, that was first thing I did, first step. Put that in a bottle. Um, Realised, actually, do you know what I should do? Just tip half of it out into the bin and then use the uh, protein shake bottle as the actual bottle that we drink from. Sorry, you poured that really expensive protein powder in the bin, did you? Yeah. Next up was adding a liquid. And I thought, I could use milk. Mm. There's only a bit left. And people people like a tea. Well, I can add water, but water, tasteless. Mm. And this is a very tasteful event. I laughed at the, 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 the kind of funny pun I made. Yeah, um, that was very good. As I poured in that green liquid that was just on the side, which I presumed was um, just something that you kept around for protein shake. Well, I normally, as I say, only use milk or water. So hmm? I, haven't, I don't have any green liquids. Are you sure about that, David? Because it was right next to it. No, I'm pretty sure that isn't mine. 
But it wasn't in a conical flask, was it? You know, now that I think about it, it was in a beaker. It was with the one on the little tripod above the Bunsen yeah, burner. Yeah, it was the one, and it had that note on saying, don't use, mm. which I presume you had written. What? <laughs> so you just, you saw the note and you thought it said, don't use for me. So you just thought, no, what he means is re really use all of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't for me. <laughs> is that what, not no, what you meant? No, no. I probably, um, we shouldn't really drink it now if it's just... Nah, it'd be fine, I'm sure. What, powdering? green liquid. Wait, this wasn't the liquid that was in Professor Placenta's personal effects, was it? Well, I wouldn't say it was personal effects because it's on the table, you know. Did you get the protein powder that I keep in his laboratory? Do you mean the kitchen? The communal kitchen? Yeah, he calls it his laboratory. Yeah, yeah, I got it from there, yeah. Oh, no. What? Didn't, didn't you know what that was? Well, protein powder, yeah. No, no, the liquid. Oh, no, no, not at all. It's his latest experiments. What's... Have you ever heard of H2O? What it is, well, I don't really know what it is, but it's some sort of liquid where there's some H and some O. Right. But at least one of them, there's two of. He's doubled down on it, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he squared it. Has he? <laughs> Has he? Well, I don't know. What, what Professor Placenta was trying to do is trying to work out, is it H? Is there two H and an O? Eight, two H-O? Or is it o, an H with two O's? Does the two go before or after? The letter of which there's two. And what he did tell me was, if I ever go into the laboratory to make a protein shake, do not, under any circumstance, use his contaminated H2O. But he said if they mix together... Do you know what happens? I don't know. He didn't tell me. He told you, so... I'll make a sound that demonstrates what happened. It'll explode, James. Oh, really? And you said it's been in my backpack and I've been running around on the spot for the last hour, so it's really shaken up. What he did say, though, the only saving grace in all of this... He said this specifically. He specifically said this. You it, didn't just assume? No, no. He Well, he, he was speaking and what I got from it was this. You these kind are, of inferred it. Yeah, these were the words he used, but basically this is what he meant. Uh, he What he meant was that if they do get mixed together... They can never, ever, ever stop shaking. Because if they settle and the protein powder, you know, stops moving, it, it releases some sort of energy matrix into the H2O. And then that, what that means is that the electricity from the water starts really pounding on the protein powder. And then it just really gets some electrothermic energy. Yeah. So basically, we've just got to never stop moving. So you've got bombs strapped to your back. Obviously, it's on my back, so I'm sort of in the danger zone. But obviously, you made it, so it's your fault. So you're sort of in the danger zone. So I feel like this is a joint responsibility we have to make sure that this protein The greatest band explodes. of all time, back together on film. Recently released interviews with the two surviving members of the band cast the Beatles in a new light. Every band I've ever heard since 1964 just sounds like the Beatles. You know, I tried to sue every band because they sounded like us. And that's why my lawyers are rich. But I'm poor. You know, it's true. I, I did record and, uh, you know, write a lot of the tunes in the Beatles. People just think I played the uh, left-handed guitar. I also invented it, you know, the left-handed bass. The two surviving members discussed their influence on music and popular culture. Have you ever put butter on your toast? I was the first one to do that. People are just putting grit all over their toast, you know. Like, oh, they're breaking their teeth, something rotten. But, you know, butter. Uh, I'm the edge of Slytherin. I, uh, you know, mapped out the uh, motorway in the UK, you know. McCartney 1, McCartney 2, McCartney 3. Uh, A meant A McCartney. Bingo. That's one of mine, the gang Bingo. Rambo Ringo, you know. 22 on the door. Who's door? Ringo's door. 
I won the space race! Decaf, one of mine. I invented the flare, both trouser and gun. Have you ever heard of anonymity? Ringo explains the derivation of his name. I lived in a skip, you know, looking up at the stars. That's why I call myself Ringo Star. Because I can see the stars from the skip. The boys recount one of their favourite Beatles tales. I didn't want to go to Hamburg. Paul said I had to go. I had to get out of the country for uh, treason, I think it was at the time, you know. So I said, don't worry Ringo, put on this black sack, we'll get you out of here, we'll take you to Hamburg. So we drove and drove and drove through the night. Ringo in a trunk. You know, band on the run. I was literally in a band on the run with Ringo. We had to go to Hamburg, you know, that's where I wrote that tune. So yeah, yeah, that happened, yeah. Next question, Your Honour. Although George Harrison's family refused to have any footage of him included in this film, he's been illegally digitally enhanced and placed in every scene. Well, the original Paul McCartney died in 2028. I uh, replaced him. Time travelled back to the present. The Beatles. Half dead, half forgotten. At the request of Paul McCartney, John Lennon has been removed from every scene. Hello and welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio. We are still running around. Oh, the race is starting, David. The race is starting. Oh, oh we've no. got, we got to start walking. Right, okay. Oh, luckily, you were doing all those laps beforehand because of all that coffee. Yeah, my legs are really hurting now, so I don't know how further I can go, James. Right, well, luckily, we're broadcasting a show that is about a power walk, so we've got at least an hour to sort out this problem. Well, I'm right here with you, David, every step of the way. Every one, two, three, four steps of the way. But equally, and not greater than uh, that point I just made, is the fact that I'm actually going to leave now. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but basically what you're trying to say is we are in this together, and that we should Absolutely. stick together through yeah. thick and thin yeah, with that's, this exploding protein that's shake. That's exactly what I'm saying, but also at the same time, I'm also saying that I'm about to leave and go off and do something else for a little bit and take the equipment with me so you can't actually broadcast. Yeah, we're in um, this together. You know, we broadcast together. We walk together. We explode together. Well, we don't explode together. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Absolutely. To the latter, to the word, that's what I'm saying. But I am leaving to go and do a battle of the bands that is also taking place. You know, schedules, they clash. That's what happens when you put everything on the same day. See you later. James, James, don't, don't, James, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And here he is now, the man of the hour, James of James and the Remainers. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How are you? How's it going? I'm, I'm really well, thank you. I'm pretty excited about the upcoming battle, which will be occurring today, right here. <laughs> What's your name? Sorry. My name is Vern Stoked. Oh, okay, Vern. You know, I've got uh, obviously I've got a guitar here. I am lead singer and lead guitarist, so you know I've got a lot of weight behind me with this thing. Do you feel that the other members of your band maybe will resent you for the fact that you've taken the two lead roles? I'm sorry to say this, but. It's James and the Remainers. That is correct. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, who came up with the name? Came up with the name, came up with the positions. Right. Uh, put myself into the top positions and then uh, found some other people up and said, you know. Um, were they keen to join or did you have to persuade them? No, no, this is this is like, uh, they, they were drafted in, yeah. Right, against their will? Yeah. Right, okay. So they're all looking forward to it, all excited for it, you know. Uh, I'll be, uh, you know, muscling in straight away, probably leading the charge. And I was just wanting to know, what are your tactics for taking on the other band? We've got a, we got, we've got a plan in mind, you know, a strategy that we're going to go out with, kind of bullet point plan, going into it. You know? How many bullet points are on that plan? Twelve. Whoa. Uh, but you know, we're, we're excited for it. We all want the same thing. We just don't agree on how to get it or what it is. Oh, well, I was just going to say, what is it you want? But you're saying that you don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to stay the course, whatever that is. Yeah. 
And where are you going? Where are you going? Nowhere. I did notice that the rest of the band didn't actually turn up with you. They all came together as one unit, but you weren't there and you've come in separately. Why is that? Is there tensions in uh, James and the Remainers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they won't let me ride with them. Does that not hurt your pride? I uh, haven't got any. Okay, tell me more about this guitar you've got here. Well, I've got a, um, a classic Telecaster made from the cheapest wood, so it's really heavy. It gives it a bit more of a swing to it, you know. Um, it's harder to lift up, but once it is up, you know, it's uh, coming down hard. Really? Okay, so you expect to be doing some damage to the other band with that? Well, heavy lifting, heavy damage. What are your feelings on the other band? Do you have any uh, thoughts well, and things you'd like to share with them? Up until now, I wasn't quite sure who we actually were going to be facing. Usually it's quite a, you know, a round robin of uh, bands in these mm. kind of situations. Blimey, it sounds like the other band have really got it coming to them. Well, let's hope so. And uh, thank you very much, James, for your time. Um, if you'd like to take your station, I'll just be uh, reporting from the side. Yeah, that's very, true, very yeah. impartially. Yeah, thank you. We've just heard there from James of James and the Remainers. We can see there as he walks into the arena, he's added the 15 metal spikes onto the headstock of the guitar. Therefore, he will be able to pierce the eyes, maybe even the undercarriage of one of the other competitors. Guys, it's me, James, the captain of the team. Who made you captain anyway? Well, it's called, it's called James and the Remainers, Bob. I can see you've kind of scribbled it out there, Bob, and you've put Bob and the Remainers, but you've... Well, you have. Well, you've actually just scribbled out Remainers, and that's called James and Bob. Two Jameses left. We see lining up Gina Miller. She is equipped with some very, very sharp parchment in the form of her high court judgment. So she will be slashing her way through the opposition with that one. She is also on bass guitar. On the drums, we have none other than Sir Bob Geldof. He, of course, is playing out of formation. Usually he would be up front. Interesting choice. He appears to have sharpened the drumsticks into some sort of arrow. He enters the arena on a Segway, staring daggers at the other side. And of course, a wildcard entrant on keyboard. We have the robot known as Menthol. Not only is he very good with chords and melody, he also has a devastating Gatling gun in his left shoulder, so I look forward to seeing that one come out. I have been drafted to the team. Well, as, as team captain, that's a bit weird because I didn't know and I definitely want to put you on my team, so um, a bit weird that's been over my head because you can't go over the head of the team captain, can you? Can you, Bob? And now we go to the opposition. We have, of course, the Brexiteers leading the charge from the front, the Brexit secretary, David Davis. He is decked out in Kevlar armor. He has a flamethrower on his right forearm and he is astride a small dumper truck. And on the side of the dumper truck, the poster claiming the 350 million pound a week will now be put into the NHS after Brexit. Just to psych out the Remainers, really get into their heads. Could be a clever tactic from the Brexiteers. Now in the bucket, we've got the blonde bombshell that is Boris Johnson. He, interestingly enough, has decided not to bring in any weapons, but will instead just rely on his skills at rugby tackling the opposition. Next up, we've got Michael Gove. He is wearing a full suit of medieval armor. His weapon of choice, the harp. This is strong with razor wire. Next up, for the Brexiteers, we have Richard Littlejohn there, just nestled in the back pocket of Boris 
Johnson. Interesting enough, he's gone for an instrument which was not invented within Britain, the bongo. In a press release earlier today, Little John stated that he felt it was acceptable to have an instrument from Bongo Bongo Land. And a late addition to the team on backing vocals, Sauron the Deceiver. And as usual, he'll be wielding the Ring of Power. Remainers, stand by. Brexiteers, stand by. Three, two, one. May battle commence. And here we go, the battle has commenced. James there quick off the mark. He is thrusting the spiked guitar towards the head of David Davis. Now he's really had to jam that through the window of the dumper truck. That has caused, oh, David Davis there swerving because of the spike to the head and he's crashed. David Davis also inadvertently discharged the flamethrower in the cab of the dumper truck and that has really scorched the underbelly of Davis. Meanwhile, we've got Menthol. He's been letting off his Gatling gun. Gove's hit! Gove's been hit by the Gatling gun. But his armor has stood true and he is unharmed. Oh, interestingly enough, he was heading towards Menthol. He's now veered to the side. He's gone for a glass of water. He's dr He's drink it. He spilt it, he spilt the water, that has gone down his suit, that has gone on the chainmail, and Gove's rusting, Gove is rusting. Now Gina Miller, she is wielding the High Court Judgment. She has gone over to Sarah on the Deceiver. He was on backing vocals at the rear of the pit. There, she's trying to convince him not to trigger Article 50. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't think Sauron has much to do with uh, with governmental affairs at the moment. That could be a losing tactic for Gina Miller. Gina, why are you talking to Lord Sauron? Unelected. Boris now slow off the mark. He's only just got out of the dumper truck and he appears to be heading towards Menthol. He's, he's, he's running at speed now. He's picking up. He's going at pace and he's going for Menthol. He's missed. He's hit Michael Gove. He has hit Michael Gove. I repeat, Gove is down. So's Johnson. This is not looking great for the Brexiteers. And Bob Geldor throughout all of this has really been keeping a steady beat on that drum kit. He's really been nailing that four beat. Bob, mate, you got to keep the beat. Keep the beat, Bob. James there still struggling to remove his guitar from the window of the dumper truck. And if I'm hearing rightly, I think he's just about strumming along to steady as she goes. I can't get the bloody guitar out. And whilst that is going on, it does appear that Sauron the Deceiver and Gina Miller have reached an accord. It appears, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing they have agreed to throw Article 50 into the fires of Mount Doom. What that does to the battle between the Remainers and the Brexiteers, I do not know, but that is an interesting development. But look, while they're talking, Little John has snuck up behind Miller. He's stolen the High Court judgment, and he's trying to throw the parchment into Mount Doom. Looks like this could really be a very hard Brexit. Menthol, stop shooting at me. Menthol's Gatling gun has re-aimed and is discharged towards Little John. Little John there hitting the leg. Little John himself falls into the fires of Mount Doom and he is out of the contest. And as we enter the final few seconds of the battle, Bob Geldof, who hasn't really had much to do with the battle up until now, has just gone on his Segway and is riding over to Boris Johnson. Boris. But I don't think he's going to make it in time. I'm coming for you, Boris. Two, one, six. No, he's run out of time. That's the end of the battle. No conclusive winner here. The Brexiteers did lose Gove. They did lose Little John, but it doesn't appear that anyone cares. This is going to have to go to the judges. That was probably one of the greatest battles I have ever witnessed. Here are the highlights. Oh no, no time for the highlights. The judges made a very quick decision and I'm hearing... 
yep, they've given it. They have given it to the Remainers. James and the Remainers have won this battle of the bands in what has been described as one of the greatest yet most inconsequential and hollow victories for the Remainers. This battle changes absolutely nothing. As much as we would like to, unfortunately we can't rewrite history, thus making segments like this absolutely pointless and a complete waste of public funds. Are you a middle class white man? Do you feel underrepresented by society? Is it because of your luscious manly beard? Middle class white men with beards everywhere have been discriminated against for years, downtrodden, and judged simply because of their hair to face ratio. It's time we said no. It's time we stood up for beards. Help us to help them by donating £5 a month to white middle class men with beards.org by texting WMCMWB to 8889994 now and give a white middle class man with a beard a chance today. Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio with me, James, hosting alongside me. As yet, no one. David's still walking along the old, the uh, the walkathon. the The route hasn't caught up with me just yet. I took a little shortcut. See you back, Ali. See ya, James. Oh, here he is, James. David. David, come along, come on along, David. I'll, 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 I'll kind of join in unison with your walk. There we go, right. walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, I'm glad to see that you're taking your responsibility seriously in this walk. You know, I didn't expect to see you. No, well, I was, uh, I, had, I was actually just around the the back. You know the studios um, for the Battle of the Bands. Obviously, you know how that went. Uh, you can only guess how that was. Ugh, it was all a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm really interested in your life, but I'm afraid I'm actually running quite late, and so I'm going to have to ditch this explosive bag and run, James. Uh, well, I guess I'll. Yeah, you shake it to me. Yeah. Right, I'll, and I'll walk, I guess. Uh, how long are you going to be? Because uh, I don't want to hold on to this bag for too long by myself. Well, the I'm um, running a bit late because the uh, the eating contest did start 10 minutes ago. Yeah, so. sorry about that. I just really wanted to do my thing first. Yeah, yeah, that's really selfish of you. Because, of course, my hero, Gary the Gut Nutson, is entering the eating contest. And he is sure to win. But I just wanted to enter so that I could eat alongside my, my great hero, Gary the Gut Nutson. You know, you know, David, I've known you for many years now. And you have never, ever... Once, not spoke about Gary the Gut Nutson when I've met you. The thing about Gary the Gut Nutson, James, is he can eat anything. Yeah. He's won... Well, I know, David, because you tell me every single time. I know, know. he's won all of the local eating contests. He's won all the regional eating contests. He's won all the national eating contests. He's won all of the international eating contests. But the one thing he hasn't done is entered this very specific local eating contest. And as always, David, let's go through the list, shall we? He has eaten a dump truck. He has eaten a bag of coal. Oh, he ate a baton. Oh. Yeah, see, you're remembering the song. That way it's easier to remember what he's eaten. Gary is eating a dump truck. Gary is eating a bag of coal. Gary is eating a baton. Gary's eating a lamppost. See, it's great. I'm going to sing it to him when I see him. Uh, so, yeah, I might sing that song. I've written another song uh, about him. Oh. Um, well, just... do you want to use my uh, guitar? I've still got it with me. Yeah, I've got. I've really got to nip off now to uh, enter the contest. So, um, yeah, see you in a bit. I'll meet you at Dicey's Beef Eater, David. See you later. Don't explode. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very great honor in my life, and it will be uh, no doubt a very exciting part of your lives to hear me eat lots of food next to my great hero, Gary the Gut Nutson. So I'm just about 
to enter the arena, the eating arena. Um, hopefully people, they would have saved my space. Um, crowd are looking at the stage, probably looking at Gary the Gut Nuts and about to eat something. No! Oh! I've missed it! They've started without me! Well, at least I can watch Gary really wipe the floor with these local competitors. Come on, Gary! For those of you just turning out late for no reason whatsoever, there is only two left in the race for the Men of Food competition. You're Danny Butch to the left, Gary the Gut Nuts to the right. Oh, there's no way you can run, Butch. I'm going to get nuts and I've, I've eaten everything. Uh, the only ones I've ever made, I've eaten beans, toast, egg, a dump truck. You won't be the gut for much longer. You will soon just be Gary Nutson admiring the wondrous eating machine that will be Danny the Gut Butch. I'll never give in to... Not eating. I've never been full in all my life and I will not be full today. And then moving on to the main course, the mince pies. Here goes the mince pies into the mouth, into the mouth, into the mince pies. Johnny Birch, Johnny Birch, Johnny Birch, 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 Oh, no. I think my kidneys protruded out of my stomach. Getting full there, Gary. Oh, must. My tummy, my tummy, my tummy's really hurting. I'm gonna laugh. I think I'm gonna have fallen over. Oh, the pie's everywhere. Oh, no. Gary taking a lead, but oh, no, Gary's down. Oh, he's got a stomach problem. He looks like he's rolling on the floor. He's out. He looks like he's full. Is Gary gonna... Gary, no, Gary is off stage with Danny Butch still in the lead. Still eating those pies. No surprise to me, Gary. I now am the gut, and there is nothing you can do about it. The Butch is back. The butcher's boy, butchy, butch, butch, butch. Here comes butch. He's butch. He's so butch. And he's eating the pie. Oh, Danny Butch. Oh, and the crowd are holding him hard. He's in the air. He's crowd surfing. Oh, Danny Butch. It's the day of the butch. He can't believe it. He's finally beaten his arch rival and longtime nemesis, Gary the Gut Nutson. Oh, and Danny Butch. He's oh, look at the smile on his face. He's finally got the title. It's Danny the Gut Butch. I knew that today would be my day. I've always thought I could out-eat Gary the Gut Nutson. And the butcher's hand has been raised. He is the new victor. He is the victor. His hand has been raised. It's Danny the Gut Butch. What? This This is a fix. Gary the Gut Nutson does not get full. Umpire. Gary the Gut He does not get... Have you not heard the song? He ate a dumper truck. He ate a bag of... You had the song. My dreams are in tatters. A fallen hero before me. Who do I idolise now? What do I do in my life? I've got to speak to Gary. This... I will not believe that Gary the Gut Nutson did not manage to out-eat every human being on the planet. Ga Gary! Gary! Uh, Gary! Uh, uh, in the... No, no autograph, sir. No, no, it's me, Dave of Sound Art Radio. I'm your biggest fan. I don't want an autograph. Gary. Uh, I'm just so really full. I just, I've I just got to talk or lie down on my side. The thing is, Gary, this just can't be. I have seen you eat everything imaginable. Uh, I had dumped the truck once. You had that local turnstile at your local football club, didn't you? <laughs> That's right, yeah. It was uh, It was a great day to be Gary the Gut Nutson. Not like today. Oh, this it. is my darkest moment. I'm not, I don't feel great. No, I don't feel great either. You've lost the contest. Ah, uh, I've never lost one of these eating competitions in the whole of my life. 
You think you've been poisoned, Gary? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Can you referee? Come on, ref! Oh, he's not listening, Gary. He's putting that winner's sash on Danny Butch. That should be my sash. That's 100% goat liver. Oh, we're going to eat it, were you? Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, Gary, I've got to say, um, I've only ever really seen you in still photographs or moving pictures with no sound. Your voice isn't what I thought. I thought you'd have a more sort of commanding voice, if I'm honest, Gary. Yeah, well, you know, when, when you're eating so many bones, they, they take out the vocal cords because it gets tangled up with the bones, so... Yeah, I've got very weak vocal cords now. Right, okay. So oh, that explains the voice then. Presumably before you had the vocal cords taken out, you sounded like a really, a really powerful eater. And I do not believe that Butch Butch, the butcher's boy, Danny Butch, could ever beat you in an eating contest. This requires investigation of the highest order, Gary. All I know is I've never been full, ever. And I once ate a whole barista's meal. Oh. From the fridge. It was when I was working as a barista too. Oh, yeah. Oh, See, these are the kind of anecdotes I wanted to hear. Carry the gut nuts and stealing a barista's meat. I'm, I'm the gut now more. My title of the gut was also on the line. You mean Danny Butch? The Butch Butch's boy Danny Butch is now called Danny the Gut Butch. And you're just a mere uh, humble Gary Nutson. I'm just Gary Nutson like my father before me. There must be foul play from Butch. I think I just, oh, I just need a little nap. Oh, I think my body's trying to work out, you know, some sort of knots in the gap. Your health's probably fine. I just can't believe that you, of all people, Gary, could lose an eating contest. This just, there has to be foul play. Do you know what will cheer you up, Gary? Gary. Gary! Oh, he's asleep. Yeah, resettle down into the earth, Gary. What'll really cheer you up, Gary, is to hear a little song that I've written about you. While I sing this, I will devise a plan to take down Danny... <sighs> the Gut Butch. Gary! She's seen better days. Does she tell you about them all the time? It's not easy having to look at a constant reminder of your own mortality, is it? 
and in the present financial climate, I bet you could do without the expense of your grand on birthdays and Christmases. I've got two grands! It's just not financially viable! Well, don't panic! We've got the solution! Cash for Gran! Gives you cash for your old Gran! Just text old Gran to 88452 now and we'll tell you what we think she's worth. If you agree with the price, we'll send you a prepaid envelope within 18 working days! All you have to do is stick her in the envelope and pop her in the post. It's that simple. Sell your Gran now! Hello and welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show. As you can probably tell, we haven't exploded yet, and that is because we are still power walking our little hearts out, James, aren't we? Correct, David. We are power walking. We're just uh, walking through the town now, just seeing what's going on. And it's the same thing. Yeah, just lots of people milling about. Uh, what do you reckon we should do now, James? Well, didn't you say you were going to go off and help out Gary the Gun Nuts? And Why would I do that? I thought you just said... Just off air, you, you, oh. said, you, said, you said that to him, you, you know, you... Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I said to Gary. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I was just lying, really. Yeah, you know when you always, you're often accusing me of being a liar? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Basically, I just thought, oh, this is a bit awkward. I really want to get out of this situation. Uh, I'll just tell him that I'll help him right. and that I'll, you know, dedicate my life to helping him. And then I could leave because he'd think that I'd gone to help him. Right. Whereas I just left. Right. Yeah. Never meet your heroes, as they say. Why, why? I uh, just them might be boring. Oh, okay. Yeah, then you've got to lie to them that you're going to really help them out and improve their life, and then you just don't. Luckily, David, I've been um, not meeting my heroes and have set up for us a meeting. I thought it would be done by now, but I have set up a Skype interview on the old phone. Really? Okay, so we're doing a, a joint Skype interview. I set up an interview with another station, David, that we could potentially jump onto. I believe it's actually regional rather than um, local. Keep it hush-hush, you know, and you listeners. Um, obviously, we didn't have time to get off the air and have the interview. Do, does Olaf and the other managers of Sound Art not listen to our show? No. Oh, okay. So we can just say anything. Probably, yeah. I don't like their management style. Ooh. Unless you're listening, in which case, uh, I would like to say that any views expressed on the uh, Quick Smart Comedy Show are not those of the presenter, David. Just a little disclaimer there, just right. to really uh, wiggle out of any liability, James. Absolutely. Well, you're a liar, so uh, anything goes, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So what, is it just going to be a one-on-one interview that you're doing? Well, now that you're here, it'll be two-on-one. You know, handicap match. Oh, that's lucky then. I thought if it was going to be a big panel interview, you know, you'd fall apart. You're not very good with big crowds and talking to big groups of people. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, you always get, you know, you get really sweaty and nervous when you've got to talk to loads of people. I don't do that at all. What are you talking about? Yeah, you do. You, you know who you're thinking of? Um... Menthol, that's, that's what you're thinking of, that, that, that emotional droid, that's what you're thinking of. I'm James in front of Pete, oh wow, woof. No, well, first hand he, in hand, oh. Menthol doesn't have any sweat glands, so I clearly wasn't thinking about him. That's what your birthday party, there were seven people that turned up and you gave a little speech. You know, I had to mop the floor up afterwards, you dripped everywhere. What are you talking about? No, that, that, was, that was condensation, that's what you're thinking of. I'm, I'm great with other people, what are you talking about? Well, I don't know, I've seen your negotiating style, James. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the thing is, James, you're too you're too friendly and you're too compromising, you know. There's too much give and take. Oh, okay. It's all or nothing. Right, well, I'll take that on board. Thank you very much. That's okay. Weak as dishwater, James, is how I would describe your negotiating style. You don't make any threats. It's all give and take with you. You know, everyone's a winner. No, what you want is you want a strong arm. You want to lean in, look them in the eye, demand everything that you want. And if you don't get it, walk out. Well, agree to disagree, David, because I believe... Um... See, that's the kind of compromising line I would expect from a poor negotiator like you, James. Well, if we're just going to make stuff up, I mean... Shoot from the hip, that's what I say. Same. That's what I was doing. No, you don't say, that's what I say. You can't, well, no. you can't just say same. 
in a negotiation. You can't just wait for someone to say something good and then say, same. Yeah, you sad. can. That's not sad. It's just, you know, it's just... Oh, yeah, what do you usually say other than, other than that phrase? What do you usually well, other than shoot say? To shoot from the... Was it? Shoot to the hip. Shots. Shoot from the hip. Shoot from the hip. Apart from that, I usually just say... Just in a negotiation, I'll say yeah. stuff like... Um, it's my way or the M5 way. Same. Mm, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I say that all the time, no, yeah. No, you don't. I say that all the time, yeah, you same. You, I've never heard you say that. Oh, I just said it. What did I just say? Well, I don't know, but I said it. No, you didn't. Same. Yeah. Oh, sorry, David, getting a call. Sorry. Right. Here we go. Hello, uh, Vaughn, is that you? Is that, oh, is that James? Nice to see you, Vaughn. Uh, sorry about the, um, the Skype call. Fortunately, you've caught us at a slightly... Um, tricky time. I'm sorry to hear that you couldn't come in to uh, do the interview in person. What I've done is I've, I've got everyone in the conference room, so the board of directors are here, we've got you up on the screen, so, you know, you can really deliver a good a good pitch to us. There's a lot of people there, is there? Yeah, there's uh, me and the, the board of directors, uh, we've also got the shareholders, we've got the cleaning staff in, uh, we've got the accountants, we've got the lawyers, uh, we've got the uh, guys and gals that built the station 20 years ago from the local construction firm. So there's probably yeah, a couple of hundred people in here. Should, you know, really give it your all because there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of people in. Uh, they're on your side. You know, they want you to do well. Right. Um. Don't worry, James. Don't worry. I, on my first day here, I was really nervous. You know, I my boss is called Derek. I absolutely called him Jerick. So right, right. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, my name's uh, James, and this is David behind me. Hello, Shh, David. We are, we we do, sorry, we we are not. We we do a show, so we're not. We we aren't a show. We do a show on the radio. It's just us. <sighs> just get my sorry, it's a bit sweaty. No, that's okay. That's okay. Take your time. Um, and you know we um like to do the same show for more money on your station. Right. And when I say more money, we don't get paid. So if you could pay us. Do you want to do a show for some money? Yeah. Right, I'm sure we can arrange some money. James, what are you doing? Uh, sorry, uh, Vaughn, just hold on two seconds. What? You just told him we don't get any money. Yeah, we, we don't get any money. I know, but you got all, it's all about lying. So I told you, I am a good liar. Well, I don't know what you mean. What am I supposed to do? What you want to do? Yeah. Just tell him that we get paid, I don't know, just make him a Thousands. <laughs> Yeah, just say we get paid like 100 grand a show or something. Okay, right. Uh, hi, Vaughn, it's James again. Um, sorry, what? when I said we don't get paid, what, what I meant is that we don't get paid in money. We get paid via check for 200, uh, 1,000 pounds. Yeah, well done. Keep going. Per show. Each. Right, okay, James, that's quite a lot. So that's 400,000 pounds a month. I don't really think we could stretch to that, you know, that's quite a lot. We're looking to get a fan base. Yeah, that, I, I love to hear your enthusiasm, James. But the thing is, our profit margin, you know, across the whole year is less than £400,000. Uh, two seconds, Vaughn. Dave, he's not going for it. No, he's not. You're too weak, James. You didn't... I'm not sure about that, but... Well, because you told him that... You haven't told him about, you know, the other radio stations we're applying for. What other radio stations were you applying for? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? He oh, we're not. Exactly, yes, oh. no, you're getting it. Lie. I'll put you on, Dave. Right, uh, hi, Vaughn. It's uh, James and David. David um, wants to say something. Please let us all know. What, what are you thinking? Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you will note my body language on the screen. I've leant forward somewhat. All right, David, you can lean back a bit if you want. You're a bit close to the screen there. No, no, this is how I like to sit. 
James, what you got to do, you got to really lean into the camera. It's a, you know, it's a power move. They can hear this. Yeah, hi, sorry, yeah, I was just leaning forward. Just, um, it's a power move, just works, you know, works out my back and the, uh, the old spine. Right. James, uh, he forgot to mention, we've been, we get £400,000 uh, a month here, but we have been offered a, a host of other shows uh, across the country, some on regional stations, national stations, a couple of international ones. I think we were even asked to host the the new uh, show from the International Space Station, weren't we? Were we? Yeah, we were. Oh. So basically, what I'm trying to say is if you don't give us a show, we will be going somewhere else and you will have missed out on the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, no, we're not really sure. That's the sort of thing, you know, we'd have to go away and discuss between ourselves. Well, sorry, Von. Sorry, but I don't think they're going for it, Dave. I think you maybe pushed them to, to a bit too hard. No, I think because they said they're going to go in and think about it. That means they're going right. to go away and then obviously work out how to get the money to pay us. I don't think that I don't think that means what you think it means. No, I think it does. No, that always happens. They say they go away and think about it. Hey, look, he's walking out. Von, sorry, Von. Von, sorry. It's uh, James here again. Just wanted to say, you know, we um, maybe we are uh, willing to uh, compromise on some of our. Uh, demands. Sorry, no. W what James means is, when he says he's willing to compromise, what he meant is he's not willing to compromise his integrity by accepting anything less than £400,000 per month. If you get the Quick Smart Comedy Show, this is what you could have on your station. Well, what are you doing? This is, I'm doing my comedy showcase. Why? This, this always gets the listeners This hasn't in. been on the air for months. Why are you doing it? I know, and that's why the ratings have dropped. Liam Gallagher walked into a bar. He said... Please, can I have a baguette? The barman says, would you like a roll with it? And he said, no, I want, I want a baguette. That is a roll. Give me a phone back, Dave. No, Dave, I've got I, more I'm jokes. I'm trying to save this interview. Uh, no, James. Right, another joke. The ratings um, have not dropped. Okay, this is where I get a job at Hovis. They say to me, um, "What? what's your view on the club sandwich? I say... Club sandwich? Why do I want to eat a sandwich that is used for hitting people? An alternative response to that question could be Club sandwich? Why would I want to eat a sandwich that belongs to an entire football club? Von? Von, you still there, Von? Yeah, they've gone away to think about it, James. No, they're, look, they're just one by one leaving, look. They're all getting up. James, Von! Von, don't listen to him! I'm a funny guy, Von! I've got loads of friends, they'll all listen! Your ratings will go up, Von! James, keep moving. Don't stop. Uh, keep I'm shaking the, the bag. Uh, I'll, I'll do a forward roll, David. What? There we go. I'm, I'm, I'm walking around in circles. There we go. Here we go. What's going on? Why do we crash? What's going on, David? Boys, you appear to have crashed into my float. Who? Who's that? Oh, Professor Placenta. Good to see you. David, take the bag. I'll handle this. Why am I taking the bag? Walk. Yes, hello, James. How are you today? Uh, very well, thank you. Well, I'd say that. We've got a bomb stuck to our back, potentially. I beg your pardon? I've accidentally, as you would, you know, uh, mixed a couple of chemicals together to form a sort of bond that will explode if we stop. It's been a right hassle. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. What a bother you've gotten yourself into. Why, why is David walking around in circles? Well, he, we, we can't stop the, the bag. On his back, you know, if it, if it's static, we think it's going to explode. Here's a question for you. Why did you uh, walk into the old uh, power walking marathon? Well, of course. Why, why, what's this float doing? Yes, I'm on my chemistry float. I'm trying to advertise the benefits of science for young minds. 
well, I think that's probably the downside of having every single event in one day is that, you know, occasionally stuff's got to crash, isn't it? Well, yes, absolutely. I said to them, you know, if we're going to have the science float going around, of course, we've got lots of dangerous chemicals on the float. Maybe you can clear something up for me, Professor, because um, I, I was actually preparing this, this, this protein shake that would potentially help us on our walk at your working space. Didn't realise that at the time, thought it was a kitchen. No, no, that is my laboratory. Yeah, well, I know that now. Um, and I took David's powder. Um, oh, yes, protein powder, yes. Yeah, and I accidentally, well, I say accidentally, I did it on purpose, but I didn't realise what it was. I put that green substance in, um, you know, that, that hydrogen stuff without the oxygen. Oh, no, have you used my, my concoction that was on the uh, laboratory counter next to the kettle? Yeah, uh, I thought it was your experiment when you were trying to work out what H2O was. Is there two H's? Is there two O's? And you were really trying to get to grips with that fundamental question of nature. Don't stop, David. Keep walking. We're out of the pack. Oh, oh. oh, no, my dear boy. No, I found that out weeks ago. No, it's 1H2O. Now, what do you actually mix with the protein powder? That is some sort of glyceride. Oh, it's only a glyceride, James. It's fine. That sounds great, David, but i got to keep walking. Keep... Well, Go no, you can stop walking. walking. James, just stop. You can stop. It's not It's not H2O. Oh, Professor, can I stop? No! Do not stop, my boy! You've got... A dangerous mix of protein powder and glyceride hemoglobal fod. Now, when they mix together, they're fine. But if you were to stop shaking that container, the two components would separate and the energy would be enough to rip a hole in this entire town. David, take the bag. So what you're saying, Professor, it sounds like is what we thought was going on was, was absolute nonsense. Nothing scientific whatsoever. But coincidentally, what is actually happening is exactly the same thing. Yes, it would appear so. No, I knew exactly what was happening. I obviously, I've learned a lot from you over the years, Professor Placenta. And really, I've actively tried not to impart any information to you, David. So what's the big solution? 5,000 volts? 6,000 volts? 7,000 volts. What you want to do, chaps, is you want to add another ingredient to the concoction which will neutralize the two compounds with which you are currently carrying. Professor, your, your float started up again, so um, do you have it with you? Because we can't, it's a bit faster than we can walk. Yes, boys, boys, this is what you need. This is called biococcerol. Right, okay. Um, chuck it to me, Professor. I'm not a great throw, but here we go. I've got it, James! I've got it! Right, good. Good work, David. Right, okay. Professor, what do we do with it? Mix it into the concoction. Mix it all together and it should neutralize. Right you are, Professor. We will neutralize the threat. Do you like dogs? Of course you do. Only weirdos don't like dogs. But you're probably too busy and important to have one of your own. But don't worry, we've got the solution. Rat dogs! Rat dogs are the perfect pet you never realised existed. Compact and independent, these furry little fellows basically look after themselves. Rat dogs! Live in the city? You're halfway to being the proud owner of a rat dog already. Just leave your door open for long enough and one's bound to come in. Rat dogs! These natural scavengers are the little bit of dog you've always wanted. I call mine Bianca! I haven't seen mine for weeks! Ours bite the postman! Now he's dead! <laughs> Rat Dogs, the perfect pet for every modern household. This advert was brought to you by the British Rodent Control Association. Rat dogs are just common rats, not dogs. Any confusion is down to the listener and not the fault of the BRCA. The BRCA will not be held accountable for any structural damage to your property or the spread of diseases these animals may carry.
Welcome back listeners, you join us as we are just entering the local community centre where there are many uh, kids' birthdays going on. Yeah, I believe this is one of only 800 on today, David. You know, a very busy day. James is about to pour the concoction into the container, in the backpack, on my back, and then uh, everything's... We're golden. Yeah, we're golden. Right, here I go, David. I'll I'll pour this um, quite gloopy substance into your bag. Yeah, it looks weird. It's sizzling. You hear that? Yeah, I can feel the disarming really happening. Oh, in real time too. No longer volatile. Does it look stable, James? It's hard to say, really. It just kind of looks the same. Oh, here we go, David. It's kind of changing colour now. Oh, it's settled. Right, stop walking. Right. It hasn't exploded. Nothing's happened, David. Yes. Hold on, David. What's what's that rumbling? Is it a stomach? Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. Right. But it's not coming from your stomach. It's coming from that bag. Is that still your stomach, or...? No, I think that is sep... No, that isn't my stomach. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that's... Check that out. What's going on? Oh, that's weird. There's now some sort of small creature in the bag. Why is it getting bigger, David? I don't know. Why is it rumbling? What's going on? Why is it frothing? I don't know, James. It's growing, David. Watch out! Everyone, get back! Get back, kids. James, get big. It's pretty big now. That is big, James. Well, I've seen big before that, but it's got to be the roof, David. Oh, Uh, oh, power's gone out. Uh, Probably because of the uh, devastated pylon. Wow, the community is really taking a beating today, isn't it? Yeah, the community centre is taking a beating, physically, and also I think that represents the heart of the community that's currently being ripped out by this monster that you've created. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good luck. Wait, who's that coming through the door? Danny Butch! Danny oh. the Gut Butch! David, now's your chance, isn't it, to uh, get your revenge on him for poisoning, potentially poisoning your idol? No. No? Um, no, I, I suspect he probably did do it. What about that? What about that blood oath you took? No, no, as I say, I'm a liar. That was, right. um, that was fake blood. Oh, really? Well, no, it was real blood. Oh, blood, is it? it yeah, <laughs> it just means that I can get out of any blood packs. Right. It's my get out clause. So what, so you're not gonna have him now, or what? No. Danny the Gut Butch here. What is that going through the roof? That's a, I think that's a 50-foot protein monster uh, created by someone, probably. I don't know who. Can you eat a protein shake? Try eating his leg. Oh, oh. No, it tastes horrible. Does it? I guess you'd have to be like heart of steel, half, like, you know, guts of iron to handle that. Hey, you're right. Danny, the gut! Eat the monster! Danny, get involved! Do I hear someone say there is a protein monster that needs an eating? You did, it was us. Well, I don't think I'll be eating that today. But you're, you're the gut, Danny. Come on, you've taken the title from Gary Nutson. That I did, very true, and it is a title I deserve. Well, then you should be able to handle this. Go on, get, get involved. Get his, his big toe. Well, I guess I could I, I could maybe have a little nibble on him. What? What's wrong, Danny? you got a gut of iron, haven't you? What is disgusting? It's looking pretty annoyed at you, Danny. You just took a big bite out of him. Oh, Danny's down. Oh, I just kicked Danny across the room. Oh, no. Oh. Dave, let's get outside before the room crumbles. Right. Yeah, he's still just... Danny's been kicked out the window. What's that on the floor there, David? What looks like a vessel, some sort of container, some sort of Did that fall elixir. Out? Did that fall out of Danny's pocket? I think so, yeah. Oh, this is anti-gut lotion. I knew it! He must have put it in Gary's... Gary the gut nuts and food. That's how he won. I knew <sighs> Gary was the greatest man on earth. But you weren't willing to fight for him. But now it looks like I was. So if I see him, I'll I'll show that off to him. Watch out! Oh god! They just destroyed a church. Oh no! Right. I've got an idea. It's clearly edible. Do you know who I think could eat it? Ah, uh, me? No. Gary Nutson. 
where is he? We just need to find him. Yeah, where is he? Gary! Gary! Can't see him anywhere, Dave. Oh, no. Oh, there's Gary behind us, look. All right, Gary. Oh, Gary, we're just looking for you. We haven't met yet, James. Nice to meet you. All right, yeah, just had a bit of a nap. Just still feel a bit queasy, but I'm doing all right, I think. Gary, don't worry yeah. about a thing. Why? Look what I found on Danny Butch's person. Anti-gut lotion. He, I can... He used anti-gut lotion on me. On I Gary can, the Nap. I can only presume he put this in your food, and that was why your stomach hurts. What? Second question. I mean, that's quite important, but... Other point is, why is there a 50 foot uh, monster in front of me? Well, we don't know why it's there, uh, but what we do know is it's edible, Gary, and I know you are the greatest gluttony food eater contest winning beer swilling dumper truck chewing man on this planet. Get in there, Gary, and eat that thing. Hand me my spoon. I'm proud of you, Gary. That's not a spoon. It's a spork. It will do. Look, he jumped right on his leg there. He's, he's nimble, isn't he? He's really quick. He's, got, he's eating it. He's eating it, David. He's eating it. Look, I have never seen anyone eat that fast. Look, look at the monster thrash about. Look, smashing schools. He smashed a the school there. Oh. Who's school? Oh, he's just taking out that office block. Oh, this is really good. <laughs> They've got to do a lot of power walks to pay for this, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Good job we got that £2.27 that we've got in the bag, because that's yeah. really going to help reconstruct the entire town. Oh, there goes Inky Steves. Oh, no. Look, it's shrinking. It's down to, what, 30 foot now? Come on, Gary. Keep eating. I can't. I'm getting pretty full, guys. I'm getting pretty full. Come on, Gary. You've only got 30 foot of protein-shaped monster left to eat. I'm pretty... Oh, guys, I don't think I can do it. David, there's a kind of light forming around him. There's almost a halo around your head, Gary. What's going on? Gary, what's going on? I've heard of this before. I believe I'm being turned into a being of pure light. 100% protein. Why would that turn you into light? Why doesn't that just turn you into a big muscle, Gary? I don't know the rules. Fair enough. <laughs> Who does? Who can we quiz? James, look. He's becoming almost... He's turning into what I could only describe as a cube of muscle. His legs are expanding, his neck is expanding, and he's glowing! Dave, he looks like a, some sort of massive man-sized digestive muscle. He does, and look! He's eating even faster than before! Oh, uh, guys, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm turning into something, I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, James, look, he's transmogrifying! Uh, I am now 100% protein and am an interdimensional being of pure life. I must go now to Drew. Fire off, David. He's transcending this mortal plane. I think that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well, I missed it. Sorry, what? I was just doing my shoe up. What happened? What? what? He, he ate the entire monster, he turned into one gigantic 100% protein digestive muscle, turned into a being of pure light, transcended this earth and has yeah. gone off into the atmosphere. Oh, that sounds good. I know. Did you, did you film it? I didn't know. Oh. Oh. That's a shame. That would have been good. Uh, next time. Yeah, well, uh, it's been great. Um, we've walked around a lot. My feet are heavily blistered. Yeah, my legs are. But it was all for a good cause, James. Mm. For the money we have generated today. We'll pay off last year's debt. But obviously there's been a lot more this year. So that will probably take some doing as well. So we'll probably start doing some other fundraisers for that too. Yeah, probably throughout the year we'll have a little, um, I don't know, 
bake sale or something. Yeah, probably. Um, but in the meantime, I'm off to celebrate uh, Olaf's, Letitia, Jonesy, Bulls, yours, mine, and everyone else's birthday. Dennis's. Yeah, Christmas, Easter. Yeah. Um, May Day, Pancake Day. Chinese New Year. Halloween. Yeah. Thank you if you've been listening and your house has not been destroyed by the uh, carnage. We appreciate your listenership. And uh, we are staying on Sound Art Radio because there are no other options. But if any other radio stations are listening, we are not available. Saved us from the protein shake Now it's time to celebrate Gary The guy Gary Flew up into outer space Helped the town with his good grace Gary We thank you Gary Gary Saved us from a life of fear Now he runs the stratosphere Gary Gary Now he shed his earthly form Our food saviour has been reborn Gary Gary Quick Smart Comedy Show, devised and performed by David and James, with Dan Davis and Bethan Highgate Betts. Theme song by Karosh Oliver Floyd. For more information and content, visit soundcloud.com/quicksmart and follow us on Twitter at quicksmartshow. Quick Smart Show.